Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Good morning. The first reading is from Isaiah chapter 25, verses 6 through 9. In Jerusalem, the Lord of heaven's armies will spread a wonderful feast for all the people of the world. It will be a delicious banquet with clear, well-aged wine and choice meat. There, will, there he will remove the cloud of gloom, the shadow of death that hangs over the earth. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away all tears. He will remove forever all insults and mockery against his land and people. The Lord has spoken. In that day, the people will proclaim, this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord in whom we trusted. Let us rejoice in the salvation he brings. Here ends the reading. The second reading is from Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 6. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, it is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to John. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within Jesus, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? Jesus asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him. But said, some said, this man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across his entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been for, dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? 
So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. Here ends the reading. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. I follow a page on Facebook called The Good Cemeterian, which chronicles a guy named Andrew Lummish who spends a lot of time in cemeteries. It seems a few years ago, Lummish wandered into a historical cemetery in Tampa, Florida, and noticed that many of the monuments and the gravestones in the cemetery had been neglected and forgotten. In some cases, the gravestones were so dirty and full of fungus and moss that the names and the dates on them could no longer be read. Lummish wanted to rectify this, so he began researching the products and the restoration techniques used at our national cemeteries, and then he went to work restoring monuments and gravestones in the cemeteries all around his home area in Florida. And that work has now become his life's mission. He's worked on gravestones that have been around since the 1800s, and on markers, he has a special passion for markers that are on the graves of our military veterans. To date, he has restored over 800 gravestones and inspired others to do similar work in various parts of the country. Well, I guess the thing that intrigues me about the work of the good cemeterian is that he researches the name on each of the gravestones that he restores. He learns about the person that's buried there. Then he breathes new life into their story by telling that story and honoring that person's memory. Well, in our gospel lesson today, Jesus is like the good cemeterian in a way, except his work of restoration goes just a little bit further. In Bethany, there's a man in a grave named Lazarus, and there's a large gravestone placed in front of the opening of the grave. Now, Jesus doesn't restore the gravestone in front of Lazarus's grave. He has that stone rolled away. And, does, and, and Jesus doesn't just breathe new life into the story of Lazarus. He breathes new life into Lazarus himself. Jesus stood outside the grave and simply said, Lazarus, come out. And the gospel tells us the dead man came out. Lazarus is alive again and can therefore tell his own story. Except in John's gospel, he doesn't. Lazarus doesn't say a word in this whole passage. 
Now in our day, if something like this were to happen, chances are there would be a news crew waiting outside that grave to interview Lazarus when he came out of the grave, to ask him questions like, what do you remember from those four days in the grave? What can you tell us about that moment when you passed from life to death and then from death to life? And what exactly happened when you heard Jesus call your name? Would be interesting to know. But there weren't any news reporters. When Lazarus walked out of the grave and the gospel writer does not record a single word that Lazarus spoke that day. But maybe that was intentional on the part of the writer of John's gospel. Maybe the focus of this story isn't supposed to be on Lazarus. Maybe the focus is supposed to be on how this story of the raising of Lazarus is meant to breathe new life into God's bigger story for all of us. I mean, the writer of John's gospel leaves very little doubt that this story about the raising of Lazarus is intended to be a foretaste of the resurrection story of Jesus. After all, both stories have a gravestone that is rolled away from in front of a grave and women grieving and weeping outside the grave. Both stories mention linen grave clothes that are no longer needed and a dead man who just won't stay in the grave. The raising of Lazarus helps bring God's bigger story to life, a story where death doesn't win. In God's bigger story, death doesn't win for Lazarus, and death doesn't win for Jesus, and death doesn't win for our loved ones, and death won't win for us. Scripture shows us again and again how God's big story breathes new life into our human story. Today we celebrate All Saints Day. Maybe today we can all be a little bit like the Good Cemeterian as we remember and honor those who have died. We can breathe new life into the stories of the saints who made an impact on us by telling other people about them. All Saints Day invites us to tell stories about the people we loved, people who gave meaning to our lives, maybe people who gave us life and cared for us, people who mentored us in faith and introduced us to the life-giving story of Jesus. Telling the stories of the saints in our lives can be powerful and healing for us, and it does breathe new life into their stories and honors the impact that they had on us. Telling stories is a good thing to do, but there is something even more important that we are invited to do today, and you are doing it. You have come here on this All Saints weekend to remember that the lives of those who have died, and indeed our very own lives, are connected to God's bigger story. You have come to this place to hear again the promise that we are written into God's storyline of life conquering death.
Now, as you came into worship today, you were invited to pick up a stone. If you didn't get one, you can head to the back during the song following this sermon. Get one. Now, even though this stone, our stones, are much smaller than the gravestones in a cemetery, as you hold it in your hand, can you imagine God rolling the stone away from the grave of your loved ones and Jesus calling them by name, calling them from death to life? Can you imagine your loved one fully joined in God's big story and standing whole and well and healed in the presence of God? In our gospel story, when the stone was rolled away and Jesus called his name Lazarus, walked out of the grave, still bound up in the linen grave clothes, Jesus told the people gathered around the grave that day to unbind him and let him go. Can you imagine your loved ones now freed from whatever it was that had them bound up in this life? Maybe it was an illness that held them captive, or an addiction, or a body that had worn out and broken down. Or maybe they were wrapped in a deep sadness, or unfair or unjust challenges or struggles or sufferings. But can you imagine who they are now? that Jesus has called them from death to life and freed them from all that had held them bound. Today, these little rocks, stones, can be our testimony that there is no gravestone in heaven or on earth that could hold our loved ones in the grave. In a moment, you're going to be invited to come to the table, to God's table, to share a meal that we eat with all the saints of every time and every place, a meal where Jesus is truly present and promises a new covenant where life conquers death. As you come forward, I want you to, I invite you to drop your stone in this container that's in the center aisle. I want to warn you, when you drop it in there, it's going to clank pretty loudly. But let's put our stones in this container as a testimony of our trust in God's big story of resurrection. And as each stone clanks in the container, let that sound remind us, ring in our ears again and again, that God brings life out of death and that our God is in the business of resurrection. Later this week, we're going to place that container out in the memorial garden where it will have a permanent place. We place it there as a way to honor the earthly stories we hold and as a way to express our hope in the heavenly stories that hold our future. The thing about the work of the Good Cemeterian is that those gravestones will eventually get dirty and covered in fungus again. Many of the stories of the dead will eventually be forgotten by the living. 
But their stories and our stories are connected to God's big story forever. Our stories will always have the breath of life in them because God always remembers. God always remembers our names and our stories and will remember us when he calls us forth from death to life. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.